58, the high forecast for today. Back close to 70 tomorrow and then 70s Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But it looks like there's going to be more clouds and rain at least through probably Wednesday or Thursday than uh, we've had. So fond memories of yesterday and Saturday. All right, we've got 53 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. We've got chores to do. Your days in the field. Once again, looking at temperatures in the lower 50s, we probably get into the upper 50s with some rain. That's about it. In fact, I'm going to go outside the back door right now and see if it started yet. There seems to be a lot of clouds out there, but again, in the, the dark, don't see many stars. So <laughs> I think it's inevitable. We're going to get wet today. Hope it doesn't rain before the parade starts. It's on a Memorial Day Monday Always is on a Monday, Memorial Day, and we've got about 53 degrees, some rain in the forecast, and it looks like uh, kind of showers early tonight, then just partly cloudy tomorrow, another chance of rain on Wednesday, and hopefully getting a little bit better, but by golly, it better. It's getting May and June, we got a, we got a lot of work we've got to get done. It's a Monday morning, 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on in the news this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump is defending North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and bashing former Vice President Joe Biden. During a press conference in Japan this morning, Trump was asked about siding with a dictator over a fellow American. Kim Jong-un made a statement that Joe Biden is a low IQ individual. He probably is, based on his record. Uh, I think I agree with him on that. The president reiterated an earlier statement that some people were disturbed when North Korea recently fired off some small weapons but he remains confident that Kim will keep his promises. Today's comments came after Trump tweeted on Saturday that Kim's remark calling Biden a swamp man and a low IQ person made him smile. Damage cleanup is continuing after a deadly tornado struck El Reno, Oklahoma. The National Weather Service says an EF3 tornado touched down late Saturday night near Highway 81 and Interstate 40 and traveled more than two miles in four minutes. The 75-yard-wide tornado destroyed an American budget value in and several mobile homes Two people died and at least 29 people were injured by the storm. Authorities in Hawaii have identified the victim of a shark attack that happened off the shores of Maui. Maui Police Spokesman Lieutenant Greg Okamoto says 65-year-old Thomas Smiley died when he was attacked about 60 yards offshore from the Kanapali Shores Resort on Saturday morning. Shark warning signs reportedly were put up in the area where the California native was killed. Dallas police have issued an amber alert following the abduction of a four-year-old boy. The alert was issued Sunday night for Furman Fuentes, who was last seen around 6 p.m. in a 2006 Silver Ford 500. The vehicle was stolen and later recovered, but Furman was not there. Anyone with knowledge of his whereabouts is asked to contact the Dallas police. And former Green Bay Packers quarterback, coach, and NFL Hall of Famer Bart Starr is dead at the age of 85. Starr's family issued a statement announcing his death on Sunday. Starr passed away in Birmingham, Alabama. His health had been on the decline since he suffered a stroke while giving a speech in Madison, Wisconsin in 2012. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And for me, that would have been the lead story, losing Bart Starr. Wow. That was my youth, and I'm sure a lot of other folks, a lot of other of you also, boy, oh boy, here, that we lose Bart Starr. It's just hard to believe that uh, he is gone. It wasn't too long ago we lost Forrest Gregg. That whole era of supremacy of the Green Bay Packers and the Lombardi era is slowly fading away. Get on the line. Forrest Gregg, Fuzzy Thurston, 
Man, losing a lot of them. Jim Taylor, Ray Nitschke, they're going, unfortunately. But time marches on. I was just glad that I got a chance to see Bart Starr. Was it about three years ago or so that he was three, four years ago? He was in Eau Claire for the annual uh, Chippewa Valley Council of the Boy Scouts big banquet that they hold every May. And Bart Starr was there along with his wife, Sherry, and uh, did a good job for the, you could see he was in declining health at that time. But still, with that ever-present Bart Starr smile on his face, what a loss. Bart Starr just won't seem the same in Green Bay without uh, Bart Starr's smile on that big scoreboard when you go to a game. But uh, that is a loss. We'll mark that on the calendar of uh, losing Bart Starr. He was he was something special for Wisconsin and football fans for the Green Bay Packers. Almost five minutes after 5 o'clock on this Memorial Day, we'll check a look at our weather, markets, we still got chores to do even though it's a holiday. Glad you're up and along and with me this morning. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Christensen Sales is having an auction on Monday, June 3rd, starting at 11 a.m. at the Ken Hackle Farm, H3526 Spence Street, Colby. Items on the auction include tractors, rock-picking equipment, chopper, and general farm equipment, as well as some consigned items. From Highway 13 and Spence Street in Colby, head a half mile east on Spence Street to the farm. For more information, call Christensen Sales, 715-223-6345, or visit them online at Sales. All right, we'll let Scott go back to bed after uh, that effort this morning. But again, looking outside, I still don't see rain here in Eau Claire. Unfortunately, I don't have radar, so I can't track where it may be this morning. But again, uh, hopefully it doesn't move in until later on, or maybe the forecast is wrong. But that's what the forecast says. Rain today, high about 57 tonight. Showers early, down to about 49. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 69. Wednesday, a chance of rain and 71. Thursday, just partly cloudy, 72. Sunday, or Saturday, Friday, rather, it should be sunny and a high about 75. So, again, we got uh, some rain to negotiate over the next few days, it looks like. Right now, around the area, Green Bay is 53. Milwaukee at 51. Madison, Sun Prairie, they're about 57 this morning. 56 in Marshfield. 54 in Rice Lake here in the, or 59 in La Crosse this morning. That's uh, about the warm spot. And here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area right now, looking for some rain to move in eventually sometime today, probably this morning, and looking for a high today, about 57. We'll check some markets, of course. Again, as we said, markets are closed today. Terrain Livestock in Thorpe will have a sale today, but otherwise we're looking at uh, markets closed for today. The uh, grain trade uh, Opening up again about oh, 6 o'clock tonight for the uh, overnight trade. But we'll take a look at the markets this morning. Brought to you by... The Farm News is being brought to you by Strong Microbials. 
For peace of mind on crop preservation, count on Strong Microbials, family-owned and founded by microbiologists right here in Wisconsin. Their super-style forage and silage inoculants deliver a fast pH drop and great numbers for liquid protein and estimated milk. Strong Microbials super-style products are premium inoculants at a low, fair price. Strong Microbials is a friend to farmers. Go to strongmicrobials.com or call Strong Microbials at 844-696-4276. That's eight. 844-696-4276. And take a look at our markets as they wrapped up the week last week in the Midwest, the cash livestock trade. We had uh, choice, high choice beef steers trading about 110 to 117 and a half with the choice fed heifers, beef heifers, 111 to 117. Fed dairy cross steers, 91 to 114. uh, The fed Holstein steers, 85 to 93 and a half cows. 55 to 75, the bulls 60 to 90. Butcher hogs 57 to 68, the sows 50 to 59, the boars 23 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs 140 to 155, with the feeder lambs 75 to 195. At the Mercantile Exchange on Friday, looking at the close for livestock futures, we've got uh, June live cattle trading 111.17 at the close. That was up 37. August live cattle, 107.95, down 20. October at 107.77, down 27. December at 112.10, down 35. Feeder cattle, taking a look at these uh, markets. August is uh, the near month in the feeder cattle trade. 143.22, that was up 20 cents. September feeder cattle, 143.87, down 12. October at 144.22, down 52. November also down 52. At 144.85, January down 45 at 142.87. And the uh, hogs for June down $3 at 86.42. In fact, July and August were both down $3 as well. July at 87.95, August at 89.30, October 81.40, down 2.97. Board of Trade, well, we've got prices that are going up. Because the ground, the corn isn't going in the ground or the beans. Rain really causing some problems. July corn now 14 cents higher this morning as we look. July corn at 404. Oats up for 308. The wheat up 19 cents for July at 489. Soybeans up eight at 829 with meal up $3.30 a ton at $300.50 a ton. Barrel cheese traded Friday three and a half cents lower at one fifty eight. The blocks and butter were unchanged. Forty pound blocks one sixty eight and a quarter. The butter at two thirty eight and three quarters. Class three May sixteen thirty eight. That's unchanged. June down thirteen at sixteen thirty one. July down twelve at sixteen fifty two. August down ten at sixteen eighty. September down nine at seventeen oh four. Prices down a little bit all the way out through April of next year. So that's where we are this morning as far as our weather and markets are concerned. Markets a little better because the weather is so bad. Again, more rain and, of course, tornadoes and heavy storms throughout much of the Midwest trying to get some planning done out in the Great Plains. It is tough, and uh, it's tough around here in many places as well. As more rain in the forecast today, 57. It's 53 right now, and it's cloudy. But it's Memorial Day. We're 11 minutes after 5 o'clock here on 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. I think you might like this one on this Memorial Day. 
I wonder who's going to be at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier with President Trump playing golf in Japan. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Quarter after five. And I just got a call from Mike over at EBJ Livestock, and he says they are up and about. They are running today as well. So you got uh, some calves you need to move today. EBJ Livestock is on the road. And we'll take a look at uh, some of the news in agriculture as far as uh, this uh, Monday morning is concerned. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's plan to relocate the Economic Research Service and the National Institute for Food and Agriculture was dealt a serious setback this past week when the House Appropriations Committee passed a measure that would stop the Secretary from moving those agencies outside the National Capital Region. The bill would also stop the Secretary's attempts to put the ERS under the office of the Chief Economist and cut the agency's programs by 50 cents per, or 50%. Purdue really wants to downplay the work of the Economic Research Service. Madison was one of the secondary level sites for those agencies' new home. But, uh, boy, there's a lot of people in Washington that don't want that to happen. And when the people with the spending, uh, with the purse strings, don't want you to do it, it uh, probably isn't going to happen. But we'll wait and see. Well, the final rules for the dairy margin coverage program in the 2018 Farm Bill are getting closer to publication. This past week, USDA officials sent the entire package to the Office of Management and Budget for their review. But that seems like just a formality, as USDA has already been announcing the income over feed cost margin levels used to trigger the payments. They've already announced that producers who have chosen the $9 and $9.50 coverage levels will be eligible for payments for the first three months of this year. I haven't seen the table. I haven't seen what those payment amounts might be. All right, 16 and a half after 5 o'clock, getting to the end of May, and that means prevented planning, crop insurance, implications as we get to that. Scott Schultz had a chance to talk to Dr. Paul Mitchell, dairy, or not a dairy economist, but an economist in the uh, ag economy Department at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and we'll hear some of those comments coming up next right here on Wax. But as we said, EBJ Livestock is open and operating today. They're on the road. EBJ Livestock Marketing is in our area. EBJ buys calves of all sizes and breeds three days a week in the listening area. No trucking, no commissions, and your calves are paid for before they ever leave your farm. EBJ Livestock also buys and sells groups of Holstein and beef steers with HolsteinTrader.com and BeefTrader.com. The marketing team at HolsteinTrader.com reaches multi-state regions, giving them excellent buying power. So farmers, find out what your livestock are worth. Call EBJ for a competitive bid. Call them at 800-428-1429 and check them out on Facebook and at HolsteinTrader.com. You want assurance that your home, farm, and family has the coverage and protection it needs to get through whatever life sends its way. McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance offers insurance for your farm, home, seasonal, and now your local mutual insurance leader for service and stability offers coverage for your auto. McMillan Warner has been protecting your property for over 120 years and now you can get that same peace of mind coverage with your auto insurance to find out more go to mcmillanwarner.com and search for an agent near you well as we get into this last week of may farmers facing additional decisions as we reach late and prevented planting dates for corn and beans 
Those crops that aren't planted by the late and prevented planting deadlines are subject to special rules for insurance crop loss options. Our Scott Schultz talked with UW economist Paul Mitchell about the crop insurance options available to farmers who planted crops later who won't be able to plant some crops at all. Scott started by asking Mitchell when those deadlines, insurance deadlines, are and what options are available. We're coming up on them real fast here. May 31st is the corn for grain deadline for um, insuring corn for grain um, in most of the state here. There's a the nor- far northern counties, it's May 25th. Um, corn for silage is a later, um, June 5th for the mo- majority of the state. In far northern counties, it's May 31st. But yeah, the corn for grain for is coming up real quick here. We've got till the end of the month. If you could, for the layman, describe what these deadlines are. Yeah, for what the way it works is uh, most people in most years you plant your corn or and or your soybeans, you don't worry about it. But these this year with these deadlines looming, where these are your last day to plant on without there being adjustments. Let's say it's June first and you don't have some of your corn planted. Um, the deadline is passed. What you, there are several options, and that's that's what you have to decide. Um, and usually they don't matter. Um, if you plant your corn June first or later in most of Wisconsin, it will be the guarantee your your total ability, how much money you can get per acre if you have a total loss of your crop, will slowly creep down one percent a day. And so um, each day you're late planted, you lose a percentage of your coverage, um, your your guarantee. And that slowly builds up over time. You know, a couple days late, it's not a big deal. But as, as time goes on, it is a big deal. Soybeans, it's later. It's June 10th or June 15th, depending on if you're in the northern or the southern part of Wisconsin. So we've got plenty of time. Let's assume the soybeans will get in. Mm-hmm. But for corn, we're getting pretty close for people. And so you, can, you, you lose your guarantee, slowly creeps down. You can, as of June 1st, um, if you're in the right area and done everything, you can co- take a full prevented plant indemnity. You can say, I'm not going to get these acres planted what they do then is they pay you 55% of your guarantee um, that you signed up for back in March. Okay. For some people, that's a big deal. Um, it's like, you know, I'll just uh, assume I'm not going to get anything planted on these acres and take the 55% payment and be done. So you don't Put even have it. to plant them if if it's passed? If it's corn. If it's right, corn. Right. Um, corn for silage is a little later. Um, June 5th is the last date. But those people can collect, collect a 55% per full prevented plant indemnity payment. So that's, you know, so many dollars per acre, 55% right. of your guarantee. Soybeans, it's 60% of your guarantee. You can't do anything with that land, though. You can't um, okay. harvest anything from it. So you can plant a forage or a cover crop, including established alfalfa, but you are not allowed to graze or harvest anything from it until after November 1st, which okay. is awful late um, to get anything useful off of that land. Right. So another option is some people might think about doing is taking a partial prevented plant indemnity which is a third of the normal indemnity all right it's about 19 percent of the full payment so it's a much smaller payment but then you can plant a forage crop if you want on there and actually harvest it whenever you want and so some people have to sit down and pencil out their forage needs or their ability to sell forage and compare that to partial prevented plant versus full prevented plant and that's going to depend upon each farmer's specifics and what they think they can get for forage how much production and everything like that Right, and and, and then lastly, and, you can just but, leave it uninsured. If, if we could back up to the partial, uh, uh, the yeah. third payment, that's on corn and soybeans, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those crops have the option to do the partial prevented plant, and so you could. I mean, a lot of people are thinking, well, the, the soybean prices aren't very good this year, but a lot of years, um, you know, it's not such a bad deal to switch from corn to soybeans. But this year, 
I, I looked at the close yesterday it was eight fifty five a bushel, and so right. um, on the board of trade yesterday, that's that's not good. Um, markets are telling us to plant corn, um, and so they have to decide. If you take that partial permitted plant, you can do forage production and actually harvest it when you want, plant whatever you want. Okay, you just don't get a very big payment. You you yeah, get a yeah. third of the normal payment basically. Yeah, and then you started saying before that other option is to leave things uninsured. Yeah, so you normally plant you get you plant some stuff later and you just decide, you know, I'm not going to include that. I'll just leave that that part out of it. I know I've not even going to try to insure it. You don't have to pay premiums on it, but you don't have any coverage either. Um and you can do whatever you want. You could plant corn late and then make silage out of it or just do whatever. Right. So there's lots of options. The only other the one thing I would encourage farmers to be aware of is they if they normally sign up for enterprise units, mm-hmm. There are rules um, that usually cut your premium like in half or more. Um, it, it, all your corn is in one unit for the for the county, and so that that really they really cut your premiums. I looked here in Dane County; it would easily cut your premium in half. Okay. If you have, you have to in order to qualify for enterprise units, you have to have at least twenty percent or two, twenty acres in two different sections. Um, so if okay. you got to get some corn in, try to get some. Make sure you get them in two sections if you've already signed up for enterprise units. Then you otherwise you'll get to be a big surprise. You don't get something in that says, "Oh yeah, by the way, your crop insurance payments on the acres you did get planted now double because you didn't get anything planted in the um, other units, um, and you won't qualify for enterprise units." And that'll be a that'll be a big deal. Right. How about uh, acreage limits overall on any of the options? Are there limits uh, acreage wise? Yeah, yeah. You can't magically all of a sudden say you're going to have planted like twice as much corn as you've ever planted and collect a big indemnity payment. It's limited by how much you've planted in the past over the last few years. You can't exceed that. Um, And so you can't can't go beyond your normal um, acres planted. And there's a lot of other issues. There's the yield history impacts. The late planted stuff counts toward your yield history that builds your guarantees in the future. but if you do prevent a plant that doesn't even show up, and so there's stuff like that you got to think about. There's a big concern about commodity program impacts. Um, the ARC and PLC payments that normally come, those aren't affected by prevented plant. But the market facilitation program, that is affected by the um, um, harvest. You're paid on a harvested yield. If you don't plant, you don't have anything to harvest. And that's the way it worked in 2018. What will the 2019 program look like? Does it uh, switching uh, corn maturity? Does that play any any roles in it? Yeah, I mean, there's agronomic considerations, obviously, and I'm not an agronomist. I would okay. talking corn. I would hit Joe Lauer's um, UW Madison's um, corn agronomy webpage, and yeah, you're going to have to start thinking about moving to um, shorter day corn here. Um, but it should the shorter day corn planting that will not affect your um, coverage. Okay, but there are limits in like northern wisconsin you're not allowed to plant a long day corn um and so if you're if you're making a big switch you might want to talk to your crop insurance agent he or she can tell you yeah yeah in that county in that county you can't plant a corn of this length on maturity okay Um, but usually that's for early planting you know you can't plant 110 day corn in in ashland county or something like that right um you know that's just ridiculous they won't insure that um but yeah you want to make some adjustments for the fact that the season's likely to be shorter yeah. And again, on some of those acres, you can throw in some alfalfa to get that established and uh, some other nurse crops uh, you mentioned, but you can't harvest those until later, correct? Yeah, exactly. If you do take that full prevented plant, 
Um, one of the things that people in Wisconsin think about doing is, well, okay, I can't harvest until after November 1st, but I can get alfalfa established. In this part of the world, mm-hmm. you know, you can do something with alfalfa. There's a good market for it. So you can get your alfalfa established. Sure, you still get your 55% of your guarantee, get your full preventive plant payment, and you establish alfalfa in the summer. Um, you can actually still insure that alfalfa for production next year or um, your, even your seeding. Um, there's a forage seeding policy. Or just leave it uninsured, just plant alfalfa like you normally do. So some people will take that advantage of that full preventive plant indemnity and then use um, the time to establish alfalfa for next year's production. That could be an interesting option this year, considering all of the alfalfa winter kill we've seen across the state. And winter some... kill and, and high hay prices. Right. Um, it's just, it's been a, I think, each farmer I think is going to have to sit down and look at these options and make some, do some, put paper to pencil and figure out which is the one that's going to work best for them. Um, you know, do I take the full payment, maybe establish alfalfa? Do I take a partial payment, try to get some forage this year? Just plant late. Um, you know, it depends on. And the thing with the late uh, planting late, it's only the guarantee on the acres that are late. So if you've got your mm-hmm. other corn in and then you've got like 10% of your acres are late, that's the only part that the guarantee is reduced on. It's not like all your corn is suffering from it. So, so it might be better just to plant late. And like I said, farmers are going to have to really sit down and figure this one out because I think it depends so much on their individual situations. And again, that's Dr. Paul Mitchell. UW economist, agricultural economist, taking a look at uh, what we've got going on as far as, well, prevented planting. And if you do that again, that market facilitation program, too, as he said, if you don't have anything to harvest, you're not going to get a check. So that you're going to plant something just to be part of that. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And all of a sudden, you can't say, well, because soybeans is going to be like $2 a bushel. Well, I think I'll go from 100 acres to 500 acres of soybeans. That won't work. So, again, make sure you talk to your crop insurance agent this week because Friday is May 31st, and uh, this is uh, the week, and it looks like it could be kind of a rainy week. Rain today and rain showers early, and then chance of rain again on Wednesday. So, again, we'll keep an eye on on the weather for you. I just stepped outside. Haven't seen rain in Eau Claire yet, but the skies are kind of gray. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock. And it's a Memorial Day Monday, and uh, speaking of alfalfa, as uh, Paul was there about establishing that, Richard Halopka did, went out and did a peak stick evaluation in the fields here this past Friday. And a site in Greenwood, the relative feed value, relative forage value is at 240, the height 16 inches. And then a stand in the Nielsville area, relative feed value, forage value of 220 the height of that stand in the Nielsville area, 19 inches. So uh, it's behind this year. Everything's about a, a week behind. But, again, uh, those are the evaluations, and he's going to do it again this coming Wednesday. So we'll get more numbers from those two stands, one in Greenwood and one in Nielsville from Richard that will pass that information on a little bit later on this week. I'm not sure who's up and about, but we'll find out if uh, – Rocky's going to join us this morning from Premier Livestock or not. We'll find out next. Hello, Joe's Refrigeration. I need to order pizza. Son, this is Joe's Refrigeration. We don't have any pizza on our menu. Well, then, can I get a cheeseburger? Well, son, we don't have any food on our menu. In fact, we don't even have a menu. This is Joe's Refrigeration. I think you might have the wrong number. This is the right number. I heard your ads on the radio, and you said that you had something for everyone. 
And we do. We can help everyone with their commercial refrigeration problems, restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, forests, and more. We can help with everything from walk-in coolers, freezers, reach-in coolers, displays, ice machines, and your heating and cooling problems, too. But we don't do food. If you don't do food, you must be awful skinny. Well, son, I've got a car, so I could go get a pizza if you want. Great. While you're at it, my mom wants a salad. Joe's Refrigeration. Family owned and operated since 1958. We've got something for everyone. Joe's Refrigeration. Call us at 715-229-2321. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. Well, Rocky said he was probably going to sleep in or they were going to take a little uh, Memorial Day vacation with the kids. So hopefully he did that and uh, good for you. Spend time with the kids because, again, you work hard enough in this business. So when you can get a day or two off, enjoy it. We are uh, 29 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we'll check our weather forecast. Monica is also off today, but uh, we'll eventually get to it. Hey, don't forget, uh, June Dairy Month breakfasts are going to start getting going hot and heavy. This Friday, of course, it's going to be the mayor's breakfast in Marshfield from 5.30 to 9.30 at the Central Wisconsin Fairgrounds. And, of course, uh, we'll be there. I believe I will be there on the ground at the uh, fairgrounds as we look for a sunny day on Friday and a high about 75. And uh, then as we get into the weekend, the uh, Jackson County Dairy Breakfast will be held June 1st at uh, the, uh, boy, boy, Ichabon Swiss and Mahoney East uh, Holstein Farms in the Melrose area. That'll be, again, this Saturday, June 1st from 6 until 11. Monroe County Dairy Breakfast is going to be on June 1st, 7 to 11, at the Hall Dairy Farm in the Toma area. Also, the Polk County Dairy Breakfast, 8 to 11, this Saturday, June 1st, at the Milltown Community Center in Milltown. Also, Chippewa County Dairy Breakfast from 8 until noon at Kadat High School, and that is in Kadat. Then on Sunday, Abbotsford Dairy Breakfast, uh, that'll be Sunday, June 2nd. 7 a.m. until noon at the Dean and Sue Bender Farm, and that's in the Dorchester area. Also, the Granton Dairy Breakfast is coming up this Sunday from 7 until 12.30. That'll be at the Gary, Margie, and Brian Dahl Farm in the Granton area. Stratford FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast will be on Sunday. That'll be at the Country Air. They don't worry about weather in Stratford. They have it at the beautiful Country Air Ballroom on Highway 29. That'll be from 7 until 12.30 on Sunday. Also, Marathon County Dairy Breakfast will be on Sunday, 8 a.m. to 12.30. That'll be at North Central Technical College's Agriculture Center of Excellence in the Wausau area. So lots of dairy breakfast coming up this weekend, again, starting Friday with the Mayor's Breakfast in Marshfield. And uh, we'll be there at many of these breakfasts. Scott and I, looking forward to it. Always enjoy the dairy breakfast. Brought to you by our good sponsors like the Wisconsin Farmers Union, KS Dairy Consulting, LaGranders, Hillside Dairy. Boy, you want some good cheese curds there? There, They just got some last night. I was over at Festival Foods, and you can get LaGranders uh, cheese curds there fresh, too. Huzzaga's True Value Hardware in the Stanley area. Marika Gouda. Boy, there's more good cheese in our area. Marika's Championship uh, Gouda. Championship Howda cheese. McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance. Olenex Concrete. O'Galley Cheese and Gifts. Another great, great cheese plant in our area. 
United Mutual Insurance. They were previously known for many, many, many years as Little Black Mutual and Compere Financial. So those are some of our sponsors as we head out and about to cover the dairy breakfast and visit with you at the dairy breakfast around our area. 26 minutes before 6 o'clock here on a Monday Memorial Day at Wax. And we're going to take a look at our weather forecast, which is calling for rain today and a high of 57 tonight. Showers early, getting down to about 49 Tuesday. Partly cloudy in 69. Another chance of rain. I don't think it's a big chance, but it's still a chance of rain on Wednesday. 71, then straightening out a little bit. Thursday, partly cloudy in low 70s. Friday should be a beautiful day. Hopefully it's the start of a great, great weekend with all the dairy activities. Friday for Marshfield and beyond, sunshine and 75. Wow. Good weather on Friday. Hopefully we don't have to wait that long to get, maybe this forecast is wrong. I don't know. About 53, 54 right now around the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, and it's pretty close to that wherever you are right now in our listening area on this Monday morning. And the weather brought to you by one of our good uh, dairy sponsors for our dairy breakfast, Compere Financial. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the dairy industry, we're here for you and join you in celebrating National Dairy Month in June. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. And we're about 24 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got uh, lots to do this morning. But about a week ago on Saturday, the northern Wisconsin beef producers held their uh, spring picnic. They held it out at Pagenhoff, Sandy Acres, out in the Elk Mound area. Went out and visited Jeff and Marie and a beautiful operation they have now with their mini Herefords and their, oh boy, they got some kind of sheep, and I forgot. They're a hair sheep. You'll find out about it. We're going to talk to... Uh, Jeff and Marie about their operation, which, of course, uh, for years and years and years, Jeff's dad, Walt, uh, broke that ground, made it a dairy farm, and a few years ago they transitioned out of that. We'll hear that story next here on Wax. It's the Kelly Tire Manufacturer Sale at Sherrill Tire and Service. Huge savings on the Kelly AS and the Kelly Edge AT now through June 8th. Or get up to $200 in rebates on Goodyear tires when you use the Goodyear credit card subject to credit approval. Get to Sherrill Tire for the Kelly Tire Manufacturer Sale today. Sherrill Tire and Service, Clover, Stevens Point, Weston, Wisconsin Rapids, Marshfield, and Medford. Online at SherrillTire.com. Sherrill Tire and Service, best tire prices, period. Transitioning a farm from a dairy to another agricultural enterprise with livestock is just what happened at Sandy Acres out in the Elk Mound area. Jeff and Marie Pagenkoff. And uh, Jeff, you grew up on this farm here just off Highway 29 and a lot of dairy cows when you grew up. How did it come that all of a sudden enough was enough? Because we've seen a lot go out and you've been out of the dairy for about six years now. I was just dealing with the help all the time and and the economy of it wasn't wasn't where it should be, and just got getting older and just getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you're lucky you got a, a wife, Marie, who just loves animals. So when you got out of dairy, you had to know you weren't getting out of livestock. 
No, we jumped from the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> we ended up with sheep and beef then again, so it was far from being out of livestock. How much of a transition was it for the physical plant to go from the dairy to the sheep and the beef cattle that you have now? Well, physically, we went from 13 employees to me and her and one part-time person, so it was physically it was a lot more. And Marie, when you got out of the dairy, and I know that had to be a, a tough decision outside of the fact you the help and prices and things like that, but why did you decide on the type of livestock you've got now? And tell us what livestock you've got here. I think we can hear in the background some of it. <laughs> well, we raise miniature Herefords and Katahdin sheep. Um, we do direct marketing of all of our livestock. Um, we, do, we do sell some of our lambs as feeder lambs, and we raise some um, for direct marketing. Um, we have a retail license to be able to sell directly off the farm. Um, the reasons I chose to go into them is partly handling. Um, the mini Herefords aren't quite so big to handle as uh, being we were in the dairy industry for um, over 30 years. And um, also, um, I guess I just liked them. Um, and I'm kind of, uh, I do quite a bit with helping to, with a Kids and Cows event and that we have as a um, producer group. Um, and that kind of is a great opportunity for me to share, have a little smaller animals for kids to work with. And as far as the Katahdin sheep are concerned, um, they're a hair sheep, and I didn't want to have to worry about shearing, and, and they're bred specifically for meat. So that's why I got into them breeds. And you got in deep because you got a lot of them. How many you got out here on the farm right now as we're speaking here in May? You got a lot of sheep. Um, well, we have 218 live lambs on the ground right now, and I have about 130 ewes. Um, we just had a 100-head lamb here recently, and I got another 29 to hope to um, lamb for fall lambing. Now talk about uh, your lambing schedule because it's a little different, but it, there is a, a reason for it. Um, well, we... We ju are just a commercial um, flock, and um, like our March lambs here that will soon be weaning, um, part of how we choose to lamb them has to do with um, uh, the ethnic holidays and stuff. You'll get a little better price, especially if you're selling feeder lambs. And so, and we also try to get some fall lambing in, um, and we play around with lighting to try to get them to um, breed at um, unnatural timing because sheep breed as the days get shorter versus longer. So we play a little bit with lighting to kind of mess with their um, biological clock to hopefully get them bred to do some fall lambing for good price, good feeder lamb prices at Christmas. And uh, Jeff, as far as the cattle are concerned, the facilities you have are wonderful. What kind of a season did you have? Because it was a challenge for a lot of beef producers uh, at calving time this year. We had no problems. I mean, we got... We got too many facilities and a lot of concrete, so our cattle were all under cover and uh, went off without a hitch. Mm -hmm. How do you do, you do it? Do you, do you AI? with the, Are there a lot of mini Hereford bulls around? Uh, how do you do it? Uh, Marie AI is a few. We do have two Hereford bulls and stuff, because she's in kind of in charge of that, so I'm just uh, the grunt. <laughs> well, let's get back to the boss then. Marie, what about uh, the breeding, the AI? Well, these nice uh, short uh, mini Herefords are, are good for you, as short as you are, but uh, are they pretty receptive? Do you have problems? Um, you know, I do um, selective AI breeding, um, uh, just a few, because we do do some show, show animals and stuff. Um, 
and as far as as getting them bred, they're pretty much like any other cow. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's timing. You know, is huge. Um, we do run two um, two bulls with them. We have actually two different groups based on you know their genetics and stuff, and so that we don't we don't have quite the workload to have to do all artificial insemination. And again, that's Jeff and Marie Pagenkoff. Out at their farm, Sandy Acres. And again, if you're looking for some good fresh lamb, they do have, as she said, a commercial license. You can go right out to the farm and buy your lamb chops or lamb roast, whatever whatever trips your trigger as far as that's concerned. But out there at Sandy Acres from dairy, now into mini Herefords and uh, Katahdin sheep, those hair sheep that uh, they have out there at Sandy Acres out in the Elk Mound area just north of Highway 29 there when you get uh, oh east of Elk Mound just a little bit. So a fun day out there as always for the Northern Wisconsin Beef Producers Picnic. We'll get to markets. It's still a busy Monday at Wax. Losing a loved one is never easy and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. At Bremer Bank, we see you and everything you're working to accomplish. Since 1943, We've helped neighbors like you achieve success on their own terms, making the places we call home grow and prosper. We'd love to hear what you see for yourself, your business, your family, your future. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at Brimmer.com. Millions of Americans struggle with hunger. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Quarter to six already here on a Memorial Day Monday at Wax. 53 degrees, some rain in the forecast. Let's get to Smart and see how things wrapped up at the sale barns last week. To the Equity Altoona barn we go. Mark, at a busy end of the week over there. Choice beef steers and heifers. Song from 95 to $1.10. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers. 84 to 88 choice Holstein steers. 80 to 84 with your heavyweight and underfinished steers selling 80 and down. 20% of slaughter cows here on Thursday sung from 52 to 56 and copped at 58. 60% of the cows sung from 40 to 52, with 20% of the cows sung 40 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday sung from 65 to 75. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up here on Thursday sung from 40 to $105 per head. Your fancy beef quality calves selling from 100 to 250 dollars fed, with the light and poor quality calves selling 40 dollars per head and down. Uh, feeder cattle from our sale held here on uh, May 24th. We had 365 head at the sale. Your fancy vaccinated three to 600 pound beef steers selling from a dollar 25 to a dollar 58. Six to 900 pound beef steers selling from a dollar 10 to a dollar 55. 
fancy vaccinated three to six hundred pound beef peppers selling from a dollar ten to a dollar fifty your sixty nine hundred pound beef peppers selling from ninety to a dollar thirty fancy vaccinated three to six hundred pound Holstein steers selling from eighty to a dollar twenty six with the sixty nine hundred pound Holstein steers selling from seventy to ninety three. Quick reminder, the next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market will be Friday, June 7th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. Now, this is Mark Coger from the Equity Altoona Auction Market. Have a great day. Hey, Mark, you have a great day, too. And let's get over to the Equity Stratford Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald's up on this uh, Memorial Day. Morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. We're doing okay here. Uh, you and I were just talking off air here about uh, the radar, uh, rain coming in. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get some today. It depends yeah. upon how strong this is going to be when it gets here. But uh, we've got to be thankful for the two great days we had over the weekend. Oh, that My was goodness. really nice. Boy, I'll tell you, it's hard not to like those days. I know I got a lot of work done. Hey, you're, the barn's closed today, but uh, get us caught up. What's the schedule like the rest of the week? I'll do that, Bob. Thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. And uh, this is going to be the schedule here for this week here at Equity Stratford and also at Thorpe. Like Bob mentioned, no market auction today in Stratford. However, at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon, we will open up the yards. Uh, the yards will be open this, uh, this afternoon, like I said, from 4 to 8 o'clock for you folks to drop your cattle off for tomorrow's auction. And that will get underway here in Stratford tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the market auction. We will be selling the cows. Uh, fat cattle and also bulls tomorrow. We'll get to the baby calves around uh, oh, 11, 11.30 tomorrow morning. And also on Wednesday, we'll start at 10 a.m. also. But uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, dairy sale. That will be in Thorpe. Tomorrow at Horse Stables in Thorpe. That'll get underway at 11 a.m. with the dairy auction. And we do have a very, very nice lineup of dairy cattle for you folks tomorrow, in com- including a complete herd dispersal, uh, 20 registered Holstein cattle in that herd, uh, these Holstein dairy cows are very nice components, 3.9 three nine fat, 3.1 protein, somatic, very respectable, 150. Also, uh, uh, heifers are coming along with that herd. We do also have other consignments of fresh Holstein cows and open heifers and springing heifers. So a nice lineup for that sale tomorrow. Again, that'll be in Thorpe tomorrow at 11 o'clock, and we want to look ahead a little bit uh, further on in the week here. Wednesday will be the feeder cattle sale here in Stratford. That'll be on the 29th at a noon new time start for that feeder sale. And uh, for you folks in the beef business, Saturday, June 1st, uh, special spring breeding bull sale here in Stratford. We do have a very nice lineup of, of breeding bulls, a lot of registered bulls, the highlight consignment, of course, from Auckland Angus, very fancy registered black Angus bulls. So those are all listed on the website. Again, that's going to be this end of the week here on Saturday, June 1 in Stratford. So, Bob, a busy week, although today is uh, no auction today, but a busy week on tap. And, folks, all this information is on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford or the Thorpe page, and our phone number is 715-687-4101. You can call us up tomorrow morning. We'll be opening up bright and early at 6 o'clock tomorrow. So, and, of course, uh, I know you were talking earlier, uh, very sad uh, yesterday. We lost one of probably one of the finest men that uh, ever had to play football, Bart Starr. And so uh, all we can say about him is there was a class, true gentleman. And uh, for all the young athletes today, uh, certainly uh, would be one that they could certainly uh, follow because some of these athletes today, uh, we won't get into that. But you know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about. No, let's just pay homage to Bart Starr and forget the rest of it. He was a great man, and we're lucky to have him here in Green Bay for so long. So, yeah, that's for sure. It's sad loss. Hey, you have a good Memorial Day. We'll talk to you in the morning. 
Bob, you also. Enjoy the day and uh, stay dry. We'll do our best. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford on this Memorial Day Monday. As you put together your hail insurance plan for this year, ask yourself these questions. What's the total value of your crop? How much of that value is protected from hail? What's your crop insurance strategy? And how does that strategy connect with your marketing plan? Look to the team of experts at Ag Country Farm Credit Services to help answer these questions and more. Look to us to help tailor a production hail plan that works best for you. To secure your coverage, stop in or call us today. Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Hey, we're going to Thorpe right now because we've got Michelle from Tree Livestock with us. Good morning, Michelle, and how did you enjoy the weekend? Oh, it was beautiful. Thank God, finally. <laughs> I was outside all weekend, so. All right. I was looking at the calendar just a little while ago, and one thing I missed, Thorpe Dairy Days this coming weekend, huh? It is. Yes, it is. And I was and we have a at... carnival back again this oh, year. Oh, good. But I don't see, there's no dairy breakfast, though. That's fair. Out there's no dairy breakfast. Right. I don't know if there's. Well, that's right. But I see something that is going to happen. That I would imagine you're in here on Saturday at 1 o'clock. You know what's, well, you know what's going on because you're taking on all comers. Arm wrestling, I see. $10 for women to enter. And if you want to take on Michelle, it'll cost you 15 because she's a defending champion, right? I'll tell you, once upon a time, many years ago, I got suckered into doing that one time there, and did that's really? all I did. And you, <laughs> yes, you did. wasted the competition. Uh, yeah, right. I'm <laughs> so sure somebody could be, tell you. are going to be at some of these events in, uh, this weekend? Starts Friday at 6 yeah, o'clock at the carnival and all that stuff. Demo I'll derby. be in a booth on Friday. You'll be where? In a booth. I'm working in a booth on Friday. So which, which, for the, booth? Uh, which booth? Prince. For the church. For, uh, yeah. So what are you giving away, or what are you doing in the booth? Uh, is, it yeah. kissing, is it a kissing booth, or what is it? No, it's food, of course. Come oh, on. Come down and have a hamburger and some cheese curds. Okay. And you're there what time? Friday? Friday. All right, what 6 time? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. You're going to be there. All right. We'll have to remember mm-hmm. that. But, boy, there's a lot of stuff going on. Fun run. There is a lot of stuff. Great. But that uh, starts Friday. That's okay. always a good Thorpe Dairy Day. Looks like it's going to be 75 and sunny on Friday, too, so that's good. Hey, you guys got a sale going on today. Get us started on that. All right. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the week of May 20th at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slotica Market for the week, we tapped at 72 and a half. 84% of the cows slipped from 44 and above. Market cows were 56 to 69. Low-yielding cows, 45 to 55. And in wheat cows, 44 and down. In the Holstein Steel Market, Choice and Prime, 82 to 94. Selects were 80 and down. For beef types, steers and heifers, Choice and Prime, 85 to 116. Selects were 82 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 66 to 80, with utilities at 65 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull cows, up from 55 to $165 per head. We tapped at 170 Lighter and lower quality calves, $25 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $85 per head. Beef calves, 100 to 375 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 51 to 62, sows 52 to 57. Boars were 21 and a half and down. We will be open today. We will have a sale with our regular sale schedule starting with calves at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. 
Your family owned an operating market. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah. Hey, where does all this take place this weekend? All at the Northside Park? Yes, it does. Oh, all okay. at the Northside Park. Oh, yeah. the fun run, I think they start at the school. Yeah, right? but uh, all the other carnival and the climbing wall and all kinds of stuff. Truck and tractor pull. Yeah. All right. Everything. So it's going to be cool. And they haven't had a carnival for how many years? So oh, good. Really right. Best, so. Good. Well, you have a good sale tonight. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds good. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over Tree Livestock in Thorpe. LaGrander's Hillside Dairy is a family-owned and operated cheese manufacturing facility that was established in 1960 in Stanley. LaGrander's Hillside Dairy produces over 80,000 pounds of cheese per production day with specialty cheeses, including cheddar, Colby, Colby Jack, Gouda, Monterey Jack, Pepper Jack, and cheese curds. The LaGrander's Cheese products can be purchased in the LaGrander's Cheese Store weekdays 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays 8 a.m. to noon. LaGrander's Dairy and Cheese Store can be found six miles south of Stanley off Highway 29 on the corner of Broick Road and Fernwall Avenue. Don't forget to check out and like their Facebook page. Let's go to Central Livestock. And over there is Umbrota. Here's Kelsey Darrow with the numbers. Fed beef steers were 110 to 117 and a half with a mixed grading of 80 to $1.09. Fed beef heifers were 111.75 to 117 with a mixed grading of 85 to 111. Fed dairy cross steers were at 91.5 to 114. Fed dairy steers were at 85 to 93.5 with the lightweight select grade at 64 to 84. Market cows brought mostly 55 to 75 with the thin shelly cows at 20 to 54. Market bulls range from 60 to 90. Looking at our sheep division, Feeder lambs 50 to 70 pounds were 75 to 195. 70 to 90 pounds were a dollar to 170. Shorn and unshorn fed lambs ranged from 140 to 155. The utility and good use brought 45 to 65 with a thin and call use at two and a half to 45. Looking at our upcoming auctions, on Tuesday, May 28th, we have a dairy cattle auction at 12 o'clock where we have 30 Holstein milk cows, and that is a complete dispersal. The cows have been vaccinated. They are AI sired and AI bred for 45 years. They're in all stages of their lactation, 140,000 to 150,000 somatic cell count. They are free cell housed, and the cows are not pushed. And then on Tuesday, June 4th, we have a feeder pig auction at 11 with 80 feeder pigs at 50 to 60 pounds. And don't forget, on Thursday, we have our Beef Breeding Bull Bonanza on June 6th. To see the early consignments, go on our website at centrallivestock.com. Thank you, Kelsey. Board of Trade, rain, push prices higher. And the Board of Trade, of course, is closed today, Mercantile Exchange. July corn up 14 this morning at 4.04. The uh, oats up 4 at 3.08. July wheat up 19 at 4.89. Beans up 8 at 8.29. Meal up 3.30 a ton at $300.50 a ton. Country elevator prices, as we look, up about 12 cents on the corn at Golden Plump. The corn is 3.58. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, 3.49 with the beans at 7.35. Stevens Point, 3.57 and 7.25. Elk Mound, corn 3.56. The beans at 7.42 at Sparta, corn 3.53. The beans at 7.32. Ellsworth, corn 3.41. Beans at 7.35. Boyceville Ethanol Plant, 3.62. Stanley, 3.63 to Richmond, 3.59. Barrel cheese on Friday down three and a half at 158. The blocks unchanged 168 and a quarter. 
Butter holding at 238 and three quarters. May class three unchanged, 1638. June down 13 at 1631. We have the July price down 12 at 1652. August down 10 at 1680. September down 9 at 1704. I'm here today with Gibby the Goldfish. Why should folks trust Gibson's Water Care for their water problems? Because we don't just sell you a system, we sell you a solution. Does your water smell, taste bad, or is discolored? Is your skin itchy and dry? Then you need to call my team today. Hey, for all your water problems, trust Gibson's Water Care. Locally owned, American-made products. Go online to gibsonswatercare.com for your free in-home water analysis. 